0: Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 31st of August, and it's not any other Tuesday. It is deadline day. So really, I should be wearing a white shirt and a yellow tie. But unfortunately, you'll have to put up with me in my hoodie. First of all, apologies. We are a day late, but family and work commitments meant that we could not get together yesterday evening. But we are back tonight ready to look over all the weekend's action, have a look at transfer deadline day and some deals in detail, and then looking ahead to Saturday's fixtures, which will be a reduced programme due to international call-ups for those clubs giant enough to have them. Um, Let's introduce my guests this evening. Uh, First of all, um, third tier, but non-third tier, and that is Tom. You having a good evening? How are you, mate? You good?
1: Yeah, all good, mate. Just having a cup of tea, not a beer tonight, Uh, taking it easy. But yeah, very good, mate. Very busy day. But um, yeah, looking forward to tonight's show. Good to be
0: back. Good, good. And we also have, who I'm sure is very happy, Mr. Top of the League, Mr. Champions League. It's Graham. (laughs) You good?
2: Mr. Soon to not be third tier. I think that should be announced as, but um, no, jumping (laughs) there. Jumping the gun, maybe a little bit. Yes, I'm very happy. I'm sure the listeners can understand why.
1: Just just jumping the gun a little bit. League one
2: by Munich. Who would have fought? <laughs> I mean we signed a bloke from uh Bayern Munich four years ago, but we or five years ago, but we were in the premiership, and it was surprising then. So we're yeah. a little bit taken back. The, the plus point is there's always a Bayern Munich podcast to find out exactly what uh, you know you, they, they're like and, and what you can expect, um, which is quite handy. Which is not always the case with some other clubs. Absolutely. Anyway, not about Sunderland for
0: now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh. Right, let's say some hellos. We have good evening from Les. Good evening, everybody. Not very happy Jill's fan here in East Yorkshire, here, here. I think there's a lot of the fan base that feels similar at the moment, Les. Is it happening tonight? I can't see anything happening. Keep your eyes peeled, Les. That's all I'm going to say. I think one might be coming in. Evening to Ian Bradley. Uh, He'll be happy as well. Rotherham winning at the weekend. But there's probably one place to start. And that would have to be at the Mazuma. Where little old Morecambe took on the Giants of the game, Sheffield Wednesday, and they've beaten 1-0, bottom line. I've looked at the highlights. I don't know if Graham and Tom have. It's fair to say that Morecambe rode their luck a little bit. I think they hit the crossbar, didn't they, uh, Wednesday at one point. Keepers made a couple of saves, but they stayed in the game, and then they, they got their bit of luck at the other end as well with an own goal. But it's a huge three points, and looking back in a few years, it'll just say Morecambe won. Sheffield Wednesday, Neil. So, I know James and Charlie will be absolutely buzzing at the moment. Graham, what did you think of that performance and that
2: result? Yeah, they're kind of spitting in the face of everything I said that would happen. And, and I know, you know, what it's early doors at the same time as you know, some clubs that are doing well won't be thinking anything's won yet. The, the teams that are down the bottom won't be thinking they're relegated yet. Um, but it's certainly a good start. And, and I said... I was a bit concerned by how they would start because of those reasons, but you know maybe one or two of the other results you could put down to early season enthusiasm and, and the commitment and energy levels that they're given, but um, like you said, from the highlights they did ride their luck a little bit, but at the end of the day they won 1-0 and, and they beat a really good Sheffield Wednesday side. Um, obviously, didn't realise at the time but we were thinking about being top of the league and I was thinking, well, how's that? Chef Sheffield surely went in and and obviously they weren't, Um, but I think Morgham was showing that you know they're not here to to make up the numbers, which I never thought they were. I just thought they'd lost an awful lot, but it's, you can't really help liking a team like Morgan coming up and kind of like showing everyone wrong. And if they can keep beating uh, promotion rivals, I'll be I'll be a really big fan of them come the end of the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point for you as well, Tom. Obviously the Sheffield Wednesday performance. Didn't look too bad, what I've seen of it. Obviously, it's minimal highlights, but they, they certainly created plenty. They had plenty of the ball. They've lost one nil to an own goal. So, it's not a disaster. And I know there was a few tweets going around from Sheffield Wednesday fans at full time saying, oh, this is a disaster that we're losing to a tin pot club like Morecambe, which, number one's disrespectful. And number two, Graham will be able to tell you, is it, it shows you what League One's all about. But what did you make of the Wednesday performance? They've got nothing to worry about, have they?
1: No. No, one of these games where... You can huff and puff and it just doesn't go your way. And if you're going to have bad luck, just like we witnessed with Burton against Cambridge the other week with two own goals, it's just one of those days which it happens. But credit to the manager. Um, he Um, I believe he changed the system from 4-3-3 when they first started out. And I think he went to a 5-3-2 and added a bit of bite um into the sort of midfield with pushing on wing backs. And I think it was only about five minutes after they changed system and made a couple of changes. Um, did they score and sort of it paid off? So we took that risk against a club that was dominating. Uh, every credit to the Morecambe fans as well. Um, we've shouted out the season tickets a couple of times as well, but I think it was their biggest ever. Stadium, uh, I think it was like 5,480, something like that. Um, witnessed that, and obviously, Shefford Wednesday fans would have helped that. Um, but last time I checked, Sheffield Wednesday were in League One, and so is Morecambe. Um, and, you know, and they didn't get the job done. Regardless, fit in the bar a couple of times. Um, the lineups are chalk and cheese in terms of quality and how much money is involved w- with it. But at the end of that, it didn't count. And their resilience paid off. Um, yeah, they hit the bars. Barry Bannon's cross wasn't it looped, looped in. Um, you know, caught the keeper a little bit off guard. But they defended valiantly, and and every credit, it's a clean sheet against Sheffield Wednesday. They've been scoring freely and, and been comfortable in games. And the front three worked really hard. Um, Diagara, I mean, midfield from from what I understand, worked really hard as well. And Sheffield Wednesday won't be panicking, of course. They would like to see their team win, but um, with the quality they've got, they, you know. They, they they just didn't break through, but they'll be they'll be fine this season and just a slight unfortunate event, but nonetheless, it's a fantastic win for Morecambe.
0: Charlie's watching. So evening, Charlie, massive. I don't know if he's talking about the win. Morecambe or Sheffield Wednesday. We'll let you decide, viewers. My hear Bradley comments and said, Morecambe deserve massive praise. Their work rate is phenomenal, as Matt yeah. and I can testify. Yet we played them a week ago and we beat them two one. And that, that looks an even better result now from a Jill's perspective. But yeah, I think they'll be absolutely fine. Uh, moving on, we'll let uh, Mr Champions League talk. That was Sunderland 3, Wickham Wanderers 1. I had this down as a battle between two sides that are probably going to be up there, despite my predictions at the start of the season of having Sunderland just outside. But I wasn't um, relying on Ross Stewart turning into a goal machine. Charlie Who... <laughs> But I'm sure Graham will talk about him because he loves him dearly. Elliot Embleton with a wonderful finish as well, and yeah. Daryl Horgan probably should have been sent off. Graham,
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, who would punch Lugo 9? That—that's that, my. Like that I mean, the
0: nicest man in the EFL on the Quest highlights.
2: <laughs> Seen that, yeah, which is <laughs> kind of true. And, and I know some some fans. Um, don't rate him from a quality perspective. I personally love him in, in every aspect. I think he's great. But in terms of the performance, um, I said about Ross Stewart, there was, there was just something about him in pre-season where you saw that he's just, you see football is a really simple game. And, and a lot of fans have laughed at us for not caring about Charlie White and seeing it as, as sour grapes. But Charlie White was very statuesque. And I'm sure Wigan fans are beginning to see that and, and kind of hoping and praying that it's just early doors and that will change. And, and hey, it might. But Ross Stewart wins the ball in the air. He's got good feet, and he lays the ball off, and then he moves. And he's got Embleton right next to him. And Embleton's – I don't know what Tom did to him at Blackpool, but um, something's <laughs> gone really right with him. But the big shout-out – and I don't really want to shout him out, to be honest, because I want to kind of keep him under the radar. But it's Dan Neal, um, he's been absolutely outstanding. Like, com- completely, by far, our Player of the Year uh, so far. Obviously, we're five games in, so it's not, not that much. But um, – Daniel's been on like the fringes of the first team for ages. There's been a few people wanting to see him put in. I often thought it was because Max Power weren't very good, um, which is true in my opinion. But to be completely honest, I feel like Daniel has just stepped up more than I expected. Um he just every pass is, is going forward. He's got a good range of passing. He's got good strength ability. I just hope no one sees him anytime soon because if there's any championship teams or if there's any even if he keeps up the form at the moment, you know Premiership teams wanting to boost their their English quarter and look at some good young up and coming players from League One. He's he's spot on. Um, his first five games he's been phenomenal. Um, and, and he's really making this tick, and, and having button just behind Ross Stewart is just it just really working. And, and now we're signing players from Bayern Munich in League One, so um, confidence is really high. But the, the game, I, I agree with what you said about Wickham. I, I felt like Wickham was going to be a tough game, and they had a really good first 15 minutes without actually doing anything, if mm. that makes sense. They had a lot of ball, and you thought, Ugh, what's going on here? Like, you know, Wickham coming here and dominating the possession the first 15 minutes. But Wigan, Sam Vokes was up front and Sam Vokes put in kind of the performance that you would hope he would put in just looked like a lump. And I'm sure he's not. He's been at a much higher level in this, but that's how he looked. Whereas we just looked much more quality in front of goal. Um, Embleton's goal, if people have seen it, was brilliant. He did it for Blackpool last year in the playoffs, as, as Tom will remember. So he's, he's starting to show his quality a lot. And um, Ross Stewart is just, well... He's brilliant, isn't he? The Ervin Ibrahimovic, so um, just looks
0: like White scores goals, but but Ross Stewart at the moment, if you continue, he's not going to continue at this rate. I get that, he's going to you know just under a goal a game. But if he scores you 15 league goals and he offers you more in terms of movement and stretching defenses and, and assists, then obviously he could end up being more pivotal than, than Charlie White almost was last season.
2: We've missed goals from midfield, I think. If you looked at what um last season. Charlie White had your 31 and after that you had Ledbetter who took the penalties on about six or seven and then Chris yeah. Maguire who can score goals. To me, it looks like we've got more goals in midfield this season. and An awful lot of that comes from the the hard work and just basically the fact that defenders thus far can't handle Ross Stewart. So yeah, all, all good. I'm, I'm very happy, but I also think Wickham will be fine. Um, probably the best side I've seen so far. As much as they lack a little bit of quality in front of goal, I'm sure they'll be fine.
0: Yeah, they'll be right out there as well. Right, moving on to the next game that we looked at, which was Wickham 1, uh, not Wickham, Wigan 1, Portsmouth Neil, Tom. In isolation, it's a good result for Wigan. Yeah, the concern I think a couple of you, you two certainly had, rather than myself, at the start of the season was how quickly would they gel? Well, they got 10 points from their first five games, and in them five games, they played Sunderland, Rotherham, Wickham, Charlton and now Portsmouth, and they've only lost once and they're in the playoffs already. How impressed are you with the Latic start?
1: Yeah, um, I had them second probably about three times in the 27,000 leagues I did just because I really love Liam Richardson's style. I think he brings a a, a bitterness and and a, a... a team that can win games without playing and I know Pompey dominated a lot and I say a lot of the game but they dominated the stats specifically and dominated the ball but what we're going to do in recently is they're scoring the odd goal but they're winning games by that odd goal and they're finding ways to win and with the run they've had when they come up against worse opposition the likes of Fleetwood, Truesbury, Crew—they're going to probably find that their their team becomes a bit more free, and they go out and attack a lot more, and then score a lot more goals. But like you've, you've you've took the words right out of my mouth before you came to me. Their run is probably the hardest, or one of the hardest, in the leagues, and they sit comfortably, you know, where where they probably where they didn't expect to be. Maybe like like you said, with all the signings they made, they're the polar opposite to what Ipswich have done, and Ipswich have had an easier run. Granted, they've signed an abundance more of players in terms of. What it's they like released trail,
0: it feels like.
1: yeah, and that doesn't stop some, some more today, of course. But, um, it's a game where Callum Lang again worked hard and got his goal in the end as well. Um, I'm re- been really impressed with him. I think he could probably play at a slightly higher level, but the game was a relatively even. I think shots on target was almost equal. They had a few more sort of pop shots, Pompey, and they're finally conceded, haven't they? And I think it's one of those games where if Portsmouth won 1 nil, I think someone predicted a Pompey win. And last week, someone predicted a Wigan win by the odd goal, and you can't expect that game to go either way with not many goals. Just judging by the way that they both set up, but um, I really like the way they set up. I know White hasn't impressed in terms of goals, but from what I understand, has been working really hard. Then you got the front three of Lang, uh, Keane and Jones, and then the two as we put in the the um, the two that we put uh, sorry on Twitter Naylor covering a lot of ground uh, in a 4231 and defensively they've been they've been fantastic so really um really promising for Wigan and if they can kick on winning games but not playing too pretty and creating well they do they've created chances I remember against Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> they both missed about three or four clear cut chances so they're creating chances and I think the goals will
0: eventually start coming with the quality they've got in their squad yeah, hundred percent. And there's a comment there from Mark Green, four three three age or his favourite formation. The Wigan defence looks really solid, and Naylor looks class covering the. Yeah, like Tom said, we tweeted about him at the weekend. Absolutely spot on in terms <clears> of, <throat> of passing range and key passes. But then the other side, the tackles, the blocks, the interceptions—he does both sides and. He might not be. He's probably one of them players that you just you don't really want to notice on the pitch because that means he's he's just getting about his business and keeping you ticking over. Ian Bradley's, uh from the other side saying Pompey will definitely be in and around the top at the business end. But personally, I think they're overrated. Not at all surprised. Wigan turned them over. So yeah, some um, promising signs from even the sides that have lost out at the weekend when you when you're playing teams that are likely to be directly rivaling you for the, the playoff places or whatever. It, Someone has to win and someone has to lose, obviously. Next game, though, was MK Dons against Accrington Stanley. Stanley. Um, they've started all right, haven't they? Under, I forgot his name. Liam Mannen. Liam Manning, yeah. that is it. Yeah, I think they're three unbeaten now. Moisa, I had as a key player for MK Dons at the start of the season in one of the written pieces that I did. Third goal of the season, it's a brilliant finish. A little drop of the shoulder onto his left foot and slots it home. And then it's a brilliant counter-attacking goal for the second late on. Um, but Accrington, I think, could be fine as well. I think it's just a little bit of class from MK Dons. They're one of them sides. We know that they'll they'll pass you to death. They'll keep it for a week. They'll keep it for a fortnight. And I think in so they've probably added that cutting edge that they didn't have last season. Um, big win, though, in the next game was Cambridge against Bolton Wanderers. Bolton were unbeaten before then. Um, but Cambridge have had a decent start, haven't they, after a tricky beginning of the season. Uh, a 1-0 win. Team goal. I don't know if you've seen it, Graham. Absolutely superb, and finished off by Shiloh Tracy. I think they're scoring for back-to-back games. I might be wrong. Um, the youngsters they got. Yeah, they yeah right, considering we had them as completely doomed after losing Paul Mullin. Um, cool. Just a quick bit on Cambridge, Graham.
2: Yeah, again, um, early days, but it flies in the face of my early season predictions. I said Morgan would struggle, and I think Morgan have probably had the more. Um, I don't want to say shocking, but the more like eye-catching results um, is probably the the ones that I've seen because obviously the beaten Ipswich, which I think was a lot of people's favourites. And then on top of that as well, you've got um, the one at the win at the weekend as well. But for Cambridge is sitting in 10th, um, Cambridge in, in 10th is far better than I'm sure their fans and their management expected. Um, I've got a feeling they might be all right, actually. I've I've watched one or two of their games, the highlight-wise they look. Relatively decent, yes. They've lost their striker, but sometimes momentum carries you through. They'll have a dip at some point, but if they have it late enough in the season, they might be they might be relatively safe in mid table. But but Tom, I don't know if you watched the uh, the Cambridge game. Um, they were quite impressive.
1: No, you again. Matt took the words out of my mouth. That first goal, or the only goal, should I say, was absolutely sensational. Houlihan picks up the ball, and he was troublesome for Bolton a lot of the afternoon and. He's shown no signs of stopping even even at league one level. Obviously, he's done it, done it at the World Cup, etc. But I thought he might struggle potentially, but he's he's literally been class and he picks up the ball, plays a one-two, goes out wide, come across the box, and it's a very smart finish. It's a game that reminded me a little bit of the Sheffield Wednesday Morgan game, just on the basis of Bolton dominated a lot of it, but but Cambridge were very well organised. And I had them potentially bottom as well. Um, and they're, they're like I said at the moment, whether it's running on momentum or whether you know they just generally are, it's going to be that sort of side which is going to be organised like Morecambe and there's going to be a shock in the bottom three. Who knows? But the front three or front four, should I say, work really well. Um, Tracy Houlihan, Ironside have really been really impressive so far, and the defence have been relatively untroubled. Um, and who knows? It, they they could be one of these teams which just plod along for for. A lot of the games maybe get beaten a couple of times heavily, but at the same time, I don't think they'll be phased by that either. So, every credit to Cambridge. And it, and that's
0: a massive win because Bolton are absolutely brilliant at League One level. My only concern with Bolton is they've only kept one clean sheet and they've been back-to-back three all draws at the start of the season, didn't they? So, maybe they yeah. just need to sort I don't of just, know. Get the, just get the balance a bit more right in terms of attacking, playing defensive know-how. Because at the moment, it's it's all great when you're going forward, but they seem to be leaving themselves a little bit yeah.
1: I don't want to criticise Ian ever too much because he's done wonders with Barrow. He eventually got Bolton up, but they showed levels of naivety last season in League Two, you know, when they were dominating games and specifically the one where they should have got promoted at home and they conceded in the 94th minute. Um, so he just, like you said, he probably just needs to learn to maybe just try and see games out and attack at the right stages and not just go all guns blazing because defensively, like you say, two free free-frees in a row, then it was conceded. They, they beat Lincoln 2 1, still conceded Lincoln. No, but no. Lincoln was one 0 Actually, that was a clean sheet. Same same
0: sheet I think, yeah.
1: yeah, and then they lost on the weekend. So they do need to probably find ways of of, of attacking at the right stages and not being overzealous and, and trying to outscore the opposition. Because effectively, it will happen like, like like it's been happening to Ipswich, and they need to find ways of killing the game off rather than going for the jugular.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good assessment of both sides there. Uh, Charlie's back commenting. Shrimps fans thought League 2 was exciting and too close to call, but League 1 is even more so. Absolutely, we've said it over and over again. It's, It's a phenomenal standard for the third tier of English football at the moment. And from a neutral point of view, it's really good to watch, which is what Tom is. From a Sunderland point of view, it's really good to watch at the moment, and that's what Graham is. And from a Jill's point of view, moving on, uh, <laughs> versus Fleetwood. Uh, that finished one each. Really decent opener from Ryan Hardy. Him and uh, Luke Jeffcott really at the ground running this season. Yeah, Class, one touch on his left foot and then drills it across the keeper. But credit to Fleetwood, who've been struggling this season. I think they still lack goals, but we'll probably talk about some signings in a little while. They've got a front man through the door. Um, but Callum Camps. Is still alive back on the score. First one in 33 after a brilliant <laughs> yeah. start to last season. I think he got eight in his first ten and then he just fell off the face of the earth. But we're <laughs> just saying shines showing signs of life and recovery in the last couple of games and picking up. Um next game we're going to talk about a bit more focus. Ipswich Town just love chucking away a lead, don't they? Finished two all with AFC Wimbledon. And they surpassed themselves even more, the Tractor boys, this week. Weren't settling for just being 1-0 up and cocking it up. They went 2 nil up and cocked it up this week. Um, I thought Joe Pickett and Wes Burns were absolutely sensational, though, for the home side, Graham. I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but the Achilles heel at the moment seems to be defensively. We keep talking about individual errors. And the keeper, Had- Haladaki, I think, if we try and pronounce it, the yeah. has not covered himself in glory for the equaliser again.
2: I mean, it's, it's just bizarre, like... You look at the team, and, and I mean, they signed, what, 18, 19 players, if you include the ones that know. signed? Well, we've just,
0: we just had a comment come in two seconds, which says, Ipswich have just signed their 20th as you are speaking. Too many, in my opinion. Now, I know yeah. they signed Chalina this morning, yep. but I thought that was 19. But I think they might be on okay. the verge of signing Sam Morsey from Middlesbrough. So that could be the 20th, and that could be happening any any minute. Shh. So we'll keep He's an eye on that, up. and see if we can get some breaking news while the show's going on. Obviously, I did we're talking see about the, the deals transfers that have happened today as well, so we can crack on with the rest of the show. I think, uh, I think with Ipswich,
2: it, it's just they've con- we've talked about them conceding too many goals, but they've conceded more goals than anyone. Um, and based on their ambitions, I, I said in the the season show, and in it, hey, things can change. We're so early days, but I said it felt a little bit like Ipswich have gone. We can't be here anymore. They just go for it, and they've gone far too overboard. Twenty players is too much. They'll not gel for however long. That's that's more than you can fit in your squad. It's just bizarre. Like that could create unrest, unhappiness, and it almost seems like they've gone. If we send all the decent players and pay them big wages, and, and, and like I say, I think we spoke about Chaplin last week on sixteen grand apparently, and a lot of the other players on ten grand. They they need to get up this season, and they're going to have to do a bit of a blackpool, I think, if not more um it's not looking good i think
1: yeah i'm not i'm not sure it's just over just yet for switch but at the same time i think it's yeah. spot on graham i think 20 signers through the door if they were expecting to maybe have a season of transition i think would have a different vibe about Ipswich. but the whole thing has yeah. been we're going to win the league we're going to do this we're going to do that and whether you're joking or not about Lincoln being in the top two, but obviously you called Ipswich being in the playoff just because they might not have it yet. But their goal expectancy each game is creeping up and it is individual errors. And if they can cut them out, I think you will start to see some consistency, a bit like what we're going to see with Cheltenham coming up. But today they're signed Salina. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but how are they going to fit all these players in?
2: I got you quite know. shocked the other day when I seen Ed Sheeran turn around. I thought they'd send another one. Then I kind of noticed it was Ed Sheeran <laughs> at the last minute. I thought, boys well, are getting but, too well, used to this? <laughs> Well, you think form
0: of shame for a minute? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, they probably do them at the back.
1: To be honest with you, but if you if you look at the game in isolation rather than the two nil, it's I think 50-50. Both had eleven shots. Ipswich five on target. Wimbledon four six corners to Wimbledon four to Ipswich. So overall, it's a pretty even game. And you could just argue and just say, congratulations again to Wimbledon, who do not know when they when they've lost a game because at two nil at Portman Road in front of twenty odd thousand fans. You think. You know, maybe they're gonna to come to their first win. But I think they Ben Hennigan scored immediately after Wesburn's fantastic hole, by the way, round the defender and banged it in. And then obviously last minute killer, they've just got to learn to win games. Um, you know, otherwise it will be ten games in eleven games in twelve games and they might have only picked up a couple of wins. It will come for Ipswich, I'm sure, but they're not going to find the consistency like Wickham and Sunderland are going to do because they've got too much experience with with the core of the teams from last season. And that's where the difference is going to be for me. I know it's early doors, but we'll have to see where Ipswich pick up their first win. They're not playing this weekend, so it gives them a chance to get on the
0: training ground and cut out
1: those um, mistakes.
0: Yeah, certainly. and we, I know we keep saying it and we'll have to eventually stop saying it, but it is only still the early stages of the season. But, ah... That's what I was just thinking of. Next comment, Noel Kelleher. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I was just thinking that Salidwood had played against Dews a couple of seasons ago in the FA Cup. Yeah, he did score a really good goal for Swansea at the uh, the Liberty Stadium when they they beat us four-one. This is a great show about the Dews tonight, and I'm really enjoying this so far. Kevin <laughs> 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 talks about our game. yet? next game was Rotherham versus uh, Doncaster Rovers, and it finished 2 0 to the Millers. I'm sure, Ian will be commenting again. Um, from what I saw, it was very, very comfortable for the home side. Michael Smith was pretty much unplayable, scored both goals, had one disallowed, might have had a hat-trick. Doncaster just got no attacking for it at the moment, have they? I think all their centre-forwards are injured. Well,
1: yeah, Bogle was refused to leave as well, didn't he? So, I think they're trying to do something today, um, <clears throat> where the rumour was now. Unless it's already happened, neutral no, There was an,
0: an article I saw earlier that said that Wellens has been given a bit more money to spend and he wants a winger and a striker, but I've not seen anything happen yet. But Christ, it must be bad. If all their strikers are injured and Omar Bogle wants to stay, so... I Sorry, think Bogle so just refused to, refuse any to leave, family, isn't he? But he's, he's not done it for a long time, has he, unfortunately, Omar Bogle. Hmm. They're starting to get going, aren't they? In, in, in yeah. all seriousness, they look yeah, like it's they're good. starting to find their feet and... um it, it reeks of Three the... Points, she- clean sheet, goal scorer. I think Ian commented a bit further up in the chat. I'm not going to find it, but he said, Michael Smith is still at Rotherham Plough at the moment. Is it 11pm? Hope not, because Jules ain't signed anyone yet, Ian.
1: <laughs> he won't be getting <laughs> Michael Smith, mate. No, no one's
0: getting Anyone I'll take, to be fair. I'll take uh, Whitney Houston or Tina Turner at this rate. Um, so, that game reeked
1: of when Sheffield Wednesday played um, Doncaster, wasn't it? A bit, bit of huff and puff for Doncaster, but ultimately... They just weren't in, even in third gear. And they
0: That's the trouble at the moment. Exactly it, right, yeah. Yeah. right, next one was uh, Friday night football. There was this week and that mm. was Burton Albion, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's Burton Albion against Michael Duff's Cheltenham and it finished 1-0. Looked a decent game. Else, uh, yeah. Two really good goals in that one as well, Graham. I don't know if you watched it. Um, Callum yep. Wright, for the opener for Cheltenham. That's a really smart finish. And then the Lucas Aitkins leveller. Is a decent finish, but it's all about the ball in from Smith that was absolutely outrageous. I mean, if that's Kevin De Bruyne doing that in the Premier League, Sky Sports are, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The audio yeah. listeners, Graham, is
1: started licking his tongue like a wild dog. <laughs> 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 that's my Sky uh,
2: Sports impression.
0: But, yeah, oh. a really good game and, and a decent point for, for Cheltenham, but also a decent point for Burton, I think, because they've got loads of injuries still at the moment, and I think they've still only lost one, haven't they? That was at Cambridge, or was it Cambridge? Yeah, yeah Cambridge, it was Cambridge. Cambridge up, or up, or up. Yeah, so, both sides have had a decent start again, though.
2: Yeah. yeah. Think, oh, sorry, Tom. Um, no, you are heard, mate. I said about Burton, I, I said I fancied Burton to do something. Um, of course, the, the one game they haven't played that well, Cambridge, and then, and then against us, one shot on target, but Still won the game. Um, they're in seventh. I think I predicted them twelfth or something like that. But said I wouldn't be surprised if, if they pushed on further. It's it's what I said about momentum. It's just how far that's going to carry them. Um, but I actually think they've got a decent squad as well. I think it's more than just momentum. And, and I think the marriage of Hasselbank and Burton just works, doesn't it? Some clubs and managers just get together and work, and it's and it's fine. Um, and and I think Hasselbank is probably the man for Burton for a long, long time. Do I think they can trouble the automatics? Probably not, but I think they could get there or thereabouts playoffs. I honestly think they could be I think I said that there would be like a new Gillingham, didn't there, at the start of the season. It wouldn't surprise me if there were that 8th or ninth team that are going to like get close to the playoffs, but maybe not get in there but keep up the current run of form. No reason why they're. Honestly, this
0: afternoon, Broke, of him apparently signing David Jebison on loan from Sheffield United it would be an yeah. outrageous piece of business for this level. Yeah, yeah. weird so one that.
2: Apparently, well, had a one million loan fee because he's been at the stadium like twice because something were looking hmm. for him. I, I don't personally think we could probably give him the first team in football that he wants. That's maybe maybe his decision. Um, but I, I understood and surely not um, that the Sheffield United were wanting a one million pound loan fee. I'm guessing they've negated on that.
1: I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, the, the rumours come from, you know, I say a journalist, everyone, credit to a journalist all out there, but like there seems to be a lot of them on Twitter that have verified that that put these these quotes out and it it, it doesn't seem realistic to me, but like Graham just said, if, if they've negated that fee and the rumour is he wants to play with Jim Ford Hasselbank, you know, and get first team football, which he's definitely going to get obviously at um, Burton, but they signed Harry Chapman from Blackburn. I think it's an absolutely cracking signing. Um, we'll probably talk about that a bit later. But they sit the same as Wigan. They've had reasonable teams. They've played reasonable teams so far, and they sit, temp- um, sit on 10 points as well. And just going to what you said, ground to back it up, maybe not consistently flying for the playoffs, but they can comfortably sit in the top 10, and it wouldn't be a shock if they continue to sign and bring those players back with how organised they are. If you them in and around, that sort of area as well. But credit to Chet Onham for for getting a draw away from home and they, they're picking up points here and there
2: is exactly what you need, at, at, you know, over the early stages. Certainly better than last season for Burton fans. I think they looked yep. dead and gone, didn't they? So I think they'll be they'll be delighted that they're starting to... And, and Burton's, a, you know, if you're looking at League One clubs that you want to join for the January window, if they're still ploughing along quite well. Burton's been in the Championship. They're a club that's got a, a notable manager that players will probably want to go and sign for um, at this level. If Burton have got half a chance of playoffs, so, or maybe even better around Christmas time, you never know who they could bring in in January and really make a go for it. Yeah, they need they need some more quality off the bench, but yes, yeah, good depth. Time. Yeah, huge.
0: Next game, Young Wigan. They've just made a signing in the last half hour or so. Joe Bennett has just arrived here and did make a yeah quality signing. He's on a Joe free as Bennett. well.
2: Not a Stoneman so, player. A back,
0: over 300 games for Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, and Cardiff on a two year deal. So that looks like another solid bit of business, a bit of experience it's, as well into fair. that.
1: One. C- completely free that, Matt. You won't be spending any money on him.
0: Well, why don't we go after him then? That sounds like one of our kind of deals. Doesn't get paid
1: any wages. Don't spend any oh, money. No, yeah, yeah. That's when we change.
2: It's
0: a quality signing for League One, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah very good.
0: Yeah, there's been plenty of them as well, and I'm sure there'll be a few. What we got? We've got three and a half hours to go. Um, Oxford versus Lincoln City was the next game, though, and, and this was really comfortable for the Yellows. James Henry, we tweeted about him as well. Hattrick, two great finishes from outside the box. Penalty for the third. Lincoln all over the show defensively from the highlights. I know they've got a few people missing. Uh, they sit fifth bottom at the moment, but I can't see them finishing that low down. But it's not a great start for for Michael Appleton's imps, but James Henry, 32 years of age, second career hat-trick, over 50 goals for Oxford, 100 career goals, came up with the treble as well. And he, he he's just got a wand of a right foot, hasn't he? And especially if you give him that amount of time and space that, that Lincoln just kept doing all afternoon. Tom. Yeah. yeah, it's a
1: weird one. Like both, if, if, if you've seen his goals, um, both his goals were exactly the same. Uh, Just outside the box, almost the same blade of grass and and two really tidy finishes. I think what you're going to get from Oxford this year, didn't you have them third, Matt? I mean, you're onto 24s. They've
2: signed
1: really well. Um, Obviously, got said, and they've got um, uh, who's coming this year, which I think is an upgrade. They've got Fawnley from Blackpool, which if he gets a consistent run of games and he stays fit, I think it's a half-decent sign of Lee 1. He's settled in really well. Um, and then, as you say, you've got Henry Rodriguez, Brannigan, um, Sykes, Taylor, and White. Um, their they're, they're midfield to, to strikers is really dangerous at the League One. What they've now got is consistency of finding those form in the playoffs with a really decent defence now, some players to come back, just signed three midfielders. So that they're adding that bite to their team, which they didn't have last season. And unfortunately, now it looks like um, Cameron Brannigan is going to stay with them and, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to be a. a a, a pivotal part of their squad as well, and and you you might be spot on with your prediction because, you know, they, they look at a really decent outfit now, and I think they'll just go about their business like they always do, and with a better start this year, who knows what they can achieve?
0: You still backing Chris McGuire to win the league, right?
2: Got playing on, on his own when he starts playing. If they just play him on his own, yes, just, just him. <laughs> I feel quite. Apparently, he's been injured. Apparently, yeah, 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 he's
0: feels like been down. I don't think he's been seen since, unfortunately, which is a shame because I think he's still got loads to offer at this level. Oh, I love him. Love him. That
2: was the Chris Maguire derby as well. come to think of it,
0: yeah, yeah. Under Michael Appleton, yeah, he actually played from
2: Oxford, didn't he? I just, I just feel that's sick
0: because I predicted a
1: Lincoln two-one win, but we'll
2: move on. I <laughs> predicted Lincoln to win. You're not the only. I didn't want to make
1: a mistake. <laughs> next game, Matt, have we got to talk about your beloved? We've
0: got yet? game. we've got two games to get through. One we'll talk about, and then we'll just gloss over the last one. And then we want to look at some transfers before we look ahead to next Saturday's reduced program. But the penultimate fixture of the weekend was Charlton Athletic 2 crew Alexander Neil. Chris Gunter, delivery from the wrong side for the first goal for Jair Simi is absolutely immaculate on his wrong foot. But. The second goal is so good, and I shouldn't say that as a Gillingham fan about Charlton. But Gunter to Jayasimi, flicks it on to Washington, one touch out of his feet, defence splitting pass. Jaden Stockley goes round the keeper and slots it in. Thank you very much. Game set and match. Crew look really blunt, but they've made a couple of signings and we'll get on them to a little while. But Charlton, first win of the season, Tom, that'll do them the power of good. They've added yeah. well over the last couple of days as well. So, you think, from their point of view, they should start kicking on now.
1: We, we predicted a comfortable win. I think I predicted 3-0, a couple of 2-0s in there as well. But I, I, don't, I was never really worried about Charlton. And this is exactly what they needed to kick start their season. I think they went back, or maybe we have to look back, but they went to a 4-4-2. But Stockland, Washington up front gives you loads of class at League One. And I just... I don't know, something about Chow, and obviously they're quite a big club. Um, they've now got Kirk in midfield. They've added bits of Bob's here and there, but Stockley, if he stays fit for the rest of the season, is gonna get you those sort of ten to fifteen goals that they need. And they've got goals everywhere, really. And and as you say, they should be beating teams like that 2-0. And it's it's good for them to get their season started. And like you say, that second goal was was a joy to watch and some really good quality football being played at League One at the moment.
0: Ian Bradley's commented and put predictable result, fear for crew, but I just think they've made a couple of signings this week. I think might just help them out a little bit in terms of at the top end of the pitch. But yeah, I don't think they're going to replicate last season's 12th place finish. And yeah, just to emphasise what you said, Tom, they did go back to a 4-4-2. It was Stockley and Washington up front and then they had Kirk and Jiasimi from the sides with Alfie Morgan, yep. Alfie Morgan and Ben Watson sitting. And that centre back pairing, I think, will be key for them this season as well. When it Innis and, and for yes. Mewo. they had a lot of clean sheets last season. So, will Grigg to Rotherham on loan? Someone's just commented. Yeah, a, her. So, that's one for Ian to keep an eye on. That'll be a of, signing, I think. Maybe Michael of, Smith's going.
1: <laughs> a couple of clubs um, have, have been putting in for him, apparently. But you're going to go to Rotherham out of all three. I think it's. I think it were two sort of mid mid table clubs, so I'm surprised. Go anywhere that... he wants, anywhere yeah, he want. can Go to something like Rob from there, unless there's a, you know, a um, clause. It was
2: to... wasn't it where he was linked to? Oh, we, we we was that, that's the room I heard
1: earlier. Yeah. I was like, who's the who's the player? Don't the room for a Will Greek? Whether he's going to go there, I don't know. But I mean, I don't there. mind
2: where he goes. I have no real preference. Just anywhere you want, Salford, do what you like. Oh no, don't say that word on here. You can go with Salford if you want. <laughs> Sky
0: Sports fairy tale. Yeah, absolutely, no money <laughs> involved. <laughs> Netflix right, the day, let's it out Come on, get it off the screen. If, so if we, we can two, it, them one. Can we please talk about this game because it had a goal of the we weekend, we it was. Um, deals were brilliant for 40 minutes. We were really, really good. We matched them up. We went a back three for the first time in ages. I think probably only the second or third time under Evans. We brought in Reese Bennett to go alongside Tucker and Amar. We got Jackson and McKenzie further up the pitch as wing-backs to provide width. Jackson was providing pace. He was an outlet for the first 40 minutes. We scored a good goal. But Dane Oliver had a half-chance with a header, put it over. Ryan Jackson then had a shot and pulled his thigh and had to come off. And from there, it swiftly unravelled, unfortunately. We had to take him off. David Tatonda came on, McKenzie switched sides. I like Robbie McKenzie, but he's not a dynamic wing-back or fullback like Jackson. And suddenly, our out ball just disappeared. We stopped pressing them back. Then we gave the ball away a couple of times. Jamie Cumming had to get us out of trouble once in the second half. We just never got going. It was coming, it was coming. We just weren't learning. I said on my Monday review, I think there's a foul on Jack Tucker in the in the build-up when he goes to head the ball away. I think Sam Groves Cosgrove's pulling him shirt and he doesn't yeah. get enough purchase. But take nothing away from 17-year-old Tom Block. It's an unbelievable finish. To so even have the nerve to do it at 17, especially when you're playing in a side that hasn't scored a goal. Um, is phenomenal. The technique's brilliant. Jamie Cumming dive, Didn't need bother because he weren't getting anywhere near it. But we didn't learn. Unfortunately, we kept letting him play. We kept stepping off. They've scored a decent enough goal from their point of view. Again, it's, it's decent movement down the left-hand side. But but Carl Dempsey, usually reliable, doesn't track his runner. And Sam Cosgrove scores with a smart finish that goes into the side netting. You know it's a good finish if it's hitting the side netting. In truth, we never really look like equalising. But... I'm not putting that on Evans. I'm not putting that on the players. We've got so many that are unfit. We had the Dane Oliver and Cario up front. Both shouldn't have been in the squad. Daniel Phillips started, hasn't played for three weeks, got sent off. So, he'll have another break. Jackson injured again. Satonda coming back from a dead leg. No striker on the bench. Need a go on. There's just over three hours left of the transfer window. We desperately need a couple of bodies. But the club haven't tweeted since dinner time yesterday. I'm just checking now, just in case I have to eat humble pie. But no, there's still nothing so far. So fingers crossed for a big final three hours. But it's um, it's been tough being a Jules fan for the last week or so. There's there's rumblings of discontent. There's vitriol towards the chairman. He's come out again and, and told us we're not proper supporters if we disagree with what he says, which I think is quite frankly ridiculous. If you're personally abusing him and threatening, then I understand that there's no need for that and you're crossing the line. But you can't go around saying we're not proper supporters because we, we want to question decisions being made by the chairman. I've travelled 600 miles this season to watch one win in 90 minutes. So I'm not a proper supporter because I question how he's running the club. I think it's I think it's ludicrous to be quite honest. But such is life. We move on. We dust ourselves down and we hope we sign a striker on the left-back before 11 o'clock. Two hours, 20 minutes, even less. Brilliant. Cheers, Ian.
1: I did. Well, I didn't want to point out the time. To <laughs> um, Ahg, just as you brushed past it, said, "What's the other views of the sending off?"
0: Yeah, Stuff. I mean, I've done my views on my video, so I don't know what you two thought of it. Yeah, well, saw the
1: melee pins him down. <laughs> Should probably get more than the red card, really. You know, in in retrospect,
2: but love a melee though.
1: Yeah, just a little bit uncomfortable. Like, just I don't know. Red card wasn't at the end of the day, and there's, there's no two ways about it, but. I just wanted to save. unfortunately, it was a loss to the Jills, obviously, for Matt, but credit to, to, to Shrews. He'd pick themselves up again, and like you say, they haven't scored, and then for, for him to just to try that, and maybe he just thought, we haven't scored, someone's going to try it, and, and like you say, it's a wonder goal for, for, for a good kid, and very instinctive. so it would be interesting to see how he does this season. Maybe he can be a shining light for the Shrews. They're going to need something this
0: year. Yeah, definitely. Whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what that was normally you'll get cars coming past but I, I i think it was one of those street cleaners who knows
1: maybe it's steve evans picking up a striker
0: <laughs> 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 a... <laughs> you uh...
2: he's got the left back you've just dropped him unfortunately uh <laughs> out for the season That's That's pretty, brilliant stuff
0: Right, right where so, we go next a bit man. Of transfers let's go and have a look at some of the biggest deals over the last couple of days um there's some big ones as well ian's already mentioned it and, and then apologized for jumping the gun but i think the biggest one that stands out is Saido beherino has gone to sheffield wednesday from Varagan. that's yeah. that's my best dutch effort it was appalling sorry for anyone who can speak dutch but i forgot he existed so did i this is an Indian international at the end of the day that's gone into League One, and he's still brought a decent age, isn't he? What what do we make of it? If uh, it works, it's it's an unreal piece of business, but there's obviously a big risk, I'd imagine.
1: You're, you're spot on. He came up, just before we came on, and I was just like, Jesus, I forgot about him. He's the uh, ever-so-turn-up-to-QPR uh, was it QPR and didn't sign.
2: <laughs> is that the one? No, that was... Uh, Merahino. So, sorry. Better, you know, oh, no, it, that was Owen Wingy. Sorry, well, he did, did do a similar though to um, I think you wanted to try and push to move to Spurs with Harry Redknapp. I think it was at the time. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was, was very like... similar situations. But but I found Clint Morrison's. Uh, Clint Morrison was talking about it today, and he said, um, "Oh, what, what do you make of it?" And you could tell he didn't make much of it. He just went, "Ah, oh, he's, he's, had a kid. He's he's a nice lad now. He, he'll be fine." Oh. <laughs> it was like.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, he. of well, from other footballers as well, he has stinking attitude. Whether that is right or wrong, I don't mm. know. But from what I understand, he wasn't the nicest of of players. But it depends mm-hmm. how much he's getting paid. If he's if he's getting paid small amounts of money, or maybe getting incentives if he does score, quality signing. If they've gone all guns blazing and thinking he's going to, you know, and they're paying a mixed amount, thousands of thousands a week, then. It's not for I mean, me.
2: If he's going under if he's going under Darren Moore, Darren Moore obviously West Brom connections, maybe he's maybe he's thought he can get someone in that can maybe get him the goals that he requires and, and he knows him better than anyone in League One in terms of manage, like managers and, and maybe he thinks he can not control him but like give him a new lease of life. Because, I mean, there's there's no doubt that if he scored goals at Chef Wed and scored a lot of them, like, you know, 20, 25, and got them up, teams fed up that the Premier might look at him and he could be a reformed character. But how many times have we, we said reformed character if he does this and does that and the other? And, and, and they never do. They never do. So, for me, he hasn't scored enough in a league that isn't exactly anything like the Premier League. So, I think any potential that he had previously is... It's not what it was. Got, um, I think he got like three or four goals at
1: Stoke last time he was there. I think that was like
2: 2018,
1: 2019. Oh, and if you're paying him a lot of money, for me, it's, it's. I don't know if they actually need him. Maybe they could have invested somewhere else, but um, we'll have to see. 20, 28,
2: isn't he? He's about 28, 29. So yeah, he's
1: still a good few years in him. So maybe this is revitalized his career. So we'll have to see on that one. Dominic. A bit Huff of a shame,
2: really, isn't, isn't it? he, he was like, really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was highly righted as a kid. Yeah, very high yeah. So. It's a shame, obviously, for one reason or another, it's not quite worked out. Dominic Seago's commented on, but do not think it's a bad sign. He hasn't really played or scored. Reason. I think that's what we're saying, Dominic. It's There's a huge element of risk because if he turns up and doesn't hit the ground running, then people are going to say it's a big waste of money. But you can see why Wednesday have taken the chance, I think, and he probably could be a good foil for Lee Gregory, who's more of a player that can, can hold it up a bit better. And if you can get Berahino in behind, it could turn out to be a very, very good signing. Um got another potential transfer breaking news here. Accrington signing Ethan Hamilton from Posh for an undisclosed fee. So that's one to keep an eye on. Let me just... I just
2: trust Accrington. I feel like when Accrington sign players, they just don't ever really sign that badly. I can't tell the last player Accrington signed, that was a horrendous buy. Yeah, I'm sure Accrington right, will tell me wrong, but I can't remember a player... That they, there might be a player that brought in that's just filled the gap and done a job, but they don't tend to... Yeah, that's a Fine. Done deal.
0: That is a done deal. Accrington announced it 12 minutes ago and they've spent money on him as well. So fair play to Andy Hull. Yeah, I, um, I think that comes though, Graham, because they probably, they sign players that are generally low expectation and that's no disrespect to Accrington. They, they get these diamonds in and then they polish them up and sell them on generally. So there's, I think there's a lower expectation for them to perform. It, it,
2: it's, a, it's a different club to Yips, as your, your post sonland isn't it? Exactly. With all due respect, um, but
0: yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a what you'd have to say is a, a decent big name signing for for the a, a club of of Acrington Stanley stature. I think that yeah. Pompey are yeah.
1: overstocked in that market. Is is a young kid? I think he plays in the middle left wing as well, and it's exactly what Coleman will want versatility. Um, but I haven't seen him play too much, be honest with you, but at 22, like you say, Coleman works wonders of his signings and they just yeah. become a unit together, don't they? And like you said, they'll, they'll make a fee on him In if not, he'll be it become a solid signing for them, which will stay for them for a long time.
0: Right, other ones that we've got, I'm going to run through them and I'm going to come to Utah and say hit or miss. That's what we're going to do because we're running out of time and we need I'm to check ahead um, to Saturday's fixtures as well before we finish up. So, first-hand, Dehon to Ipswich on loan. Graham, will he be a hit, a miss or somewhere in between? I just want one of them answers. No description, no reason why. Go. Miss. Tom?
1: Hit if he plays.
0: Tao Eden, slightly different. Lincoln, it's a departure from League One, but it is a big one for Lincoln. Uh, will he be a hit, miss or somewhere in between at Blackburn Rovers? Tom? Uh, hit. Graham? Yeah, Hit. And then it looks like the, play, the player coming in to replace him is Jamie Robson, the player that they've been chasing for what seems like months and months. Dundee United into Lincoln, hit or miss, Graham. Definitely a hit. Washington, a good player. Tom,
1: Spawn, yeah. really decent.
0: Uh, Charlton signed a centre midfielder. Hopefully that means they'll leave Carl Dempsey alone in the last two hours. Harry <laughs> Arthur in on a season-long loan from Nottingham Forest in the Championship. Hit, miss, or somewhere in between, Graham. Too
2: old, miss.
0: Tom. Somewhere in between. It's not. It's not an exciting signing for me. Yeah, I think I'd have him somewhere in between at the moment. Uh, Scott Kashket. This was the one that we was talking about. We said, "Crew, yeah. I'd have taken him at Jules. We desperately need that type of striker. Um, could be a good foil to Mikkel Mandron. Hit miss or somewhere in between, Tom.
1: Yeah, I want to give reasons, but I'll say hit.
0: <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah, I think it as yeah, well. I think yeah. he could do well there. Uh, Christian Walton, Brighton 2, the club that signs everybody that's available to Ipswich.
2: Miss. <laughs> I, think
0: hit, I, think hit. I think he was He was very good at Wigan on loan in the in the yeah. game, wasn't he? I think he's had a spell at Blackburn and done well.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, he's done well at Blackburn and I'll give reasons. But if Ipswich don't cut their individual errors, at the end of the day, every goalkeeper... Walk and see so if they sort defensively how he's going to be a massive attribute to them um definitely i think they over oversold a lackey a little bit and he needs maybe to play on and off in cup games and build his confidence back up but yeah
0: i'll say yeah i think he might end up being number one to be honest walton and the final one that i've got of note i know there's been plenty of others but obviously we can only go through so many Joe Garner gone from Apoel FC in Cyprus to the warmer climbs of Fleetwood. Um Graham, hit miss, or somewhere in between. Like Joe Garner hit. Oh yeah, Rangers Link. Yeah. Tom.
1: I'm gonna to go against you again, give reasons. He's a very, very good player, but somewhere in between because Fleetwood aren't great.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: I'm going to work towards just here. He's exactly what they need, and I thought he's. Yeah, good. he's spot on. And don't get me wrong; they're, they're playing really well.
1: They're, they're, again, you know, they're, they're well organised, as you expect from a Grayson side. And I think he will do well. It's just if he was in a better side, he'd
0: flourish, you know, a lot more. Good Rangers man as well. No bias on this show. That's what we like. Straight down the middle. Right. Final nine minutes of tonight's show. We are approaching injury time. We have some fixtures on Saturday, but unfortunately it's not the full complement. Well, it depends if your club's playing well or not playing well, and if you're on or off. For me, we're not playing well. We've got hardly any people fit, so it's it's no great shakes to me that our game's off. But let's have a look at the first game for the weekend. Wimbledon versus Oxford. Tom, home win, away win or draw? Is that...
1: Uh, yeah, it is on, sorry. Um, I'm going to go draw on this one. and just, yeah, they seem to, well, like like they showed at Ipswich, I think they'll, they'll like, live on that, a lot like being at home and I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but just judging by how well Oxford have started versus last season, I'll go for a 1-1. Grant? Um, I
2: think Oxford, I think... I think Wimbledon have been playing quite well, but I just think Oxford probably have the ability to just pop them away, maybe 2-0, 2-1. I've gone
0: 1-0 one. because every time I back Wimbledon to get a beat, they, they end up finding <laughs> a way to get something. So, I've gone 1-0. Ian Bradley's commented and said 1-0 as well. Next up is John Coleman's Akrington against Steve Cotterall's Salop. So, who do we think is going to come out and top in that one, Graham? Acrington.
2: I've got a soft spot for I Don't know what it is. I just do. Um and I think they'll be fine with that. I, I mean, I know obviously the one at the weekend, but I, I just feel like Shrewsbury are very meh. Um, I could be wrong. I, I actually quite like Shoresbury got away day. Um, nice people, good fans, from what I've seen. But I think Akron will win that one. I think they've probably got better players, Um, which I know is debatable, but I just I just do that. That the short answer is I think Akron.
1: Tom 2 1 home, Akroton.
0: i said 2 1 home as well. I've got mine written down if anyone doubts me. I know you can't see that, but I can't. On the camera, mate.
2: That actually just says, it's like, painting milk and eggs, mate. Yeah,
0: that's the wrong thing. It's got, um, <laughs> where's, where's my notes for all my dual signings? I oh, must have lost yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> Ian's gone 3 1. <laughs> Accrington as well, so it seems to be generally home win for that one. Cheltenham versus MK Dons. This is a tricky one for me, because I think Cheltenham are proving quite hard to beat at the moment, but uh, MK Dons seem to be picking up as well, don't they, under Manning? I'm going to start this one off, and I am going to back Cheltenham to get something, and I'm going to say one-all.
2: I think, if you don't mind me going first, Tom, um, I think 2-2 two, two, obviously I think MK are the top scorers in the league but they're also conceded quite a few as well they're not the, the kind of high end both for goals for and goals against And uh, I think Cheltenham have still probably got their tails up from a decent start of the season so um, and I, I just feel like they're susceptible I just feel like MK just because they do that pardon my French here but fought on at the back with it um, a little bit too much I think they're susceptible if you've got a team that presses high and I think Cheltenham will do that will give plenty of energy and give everything they can for, for Mike Duff and um, so I can see them getting a couple of goals, maybe 1-0 MK, 1-1, 2-1 MK, then 2-2.
0: That's
1: very specific. A comfortable way win for me. I like Liam Manning still sticking with the 3-5-2 or 3-4-1-2, whatever sort of they play. Twine, Parrot, Isa, Robson, O'Reilly, all, all in the middle with O'Hara and Darling at the back. I think that they'll be... Definitely not a nil-nil for me and you'll probably show us up again, but (laughs) I think watching Cheltenham and Burton, if they showed a bit more attacking intent, they could have hurt them a little bit more. Um, I think it'd be comfortable for me personally. Um, Top goal scorers, yeah, spot on. Um, They have conceded eight though, but like you say, rolled in a 3-3 and a 2-1 at home and I don't know, for me, it'll be comfortable. We've got
0: a 2-1 NK Don's win from AH, GFC 83 and Ian's 2-0. gone for a 0-0 draw. 0-0. Moving on to the next one. Start rattling through these. Crew That's against Morecambe. Uh, Tom, come to you first. Is that on? Had yeah, it listed as well? I looked. on. No. Scoreboard. No, there's no, just no. One, more,
1: one more game. is was Burton, uh, Bolton-Burton on Monday. I think the yeah. rest of people postponed. I think that was very recently as well, unless it was today. Oh, but yeah, yeah, it was. The last game is Bolton-Burton. And I will go 2-2, oh, yeah, right. right. two, two. I think. I don't think Bolton. I think Burton will, will count really well. And it will be a very decent match, actually, for Monday Night Football. So I'll go for a 2-2. Two, two.
2: Quite nice to say that, Bolton-Burton. It's quite... <laughs> In case anyone's wondering, it's like the word Bromley, that's a really nice word to say if you shout it. Um, <laughs> Bromley, um, 2-2, I agree, Tom. I think 2-2. Um, I think it's got a, a Desmond all over it, hasn't it?
0: You, Matt, oh, you get the oh, last prediction. Go Bolton to nick it by two goals to one. Should be a good game, though. Mm. That's on the, is that on the Just realised right?
1: it's Monday o'clock. We have to maybe do a watch along, and then <laughs> we
0: can certainly keep an eye on it as we're doing, can't we? What else have we got? We've got Fleetwood against Wigan. Sorry, that's still going ahead according to Sky Sports. What do we think on that one, Graham?
1: Which game, sorry? Fleetwood Wigan. No, literally, the last game was and Unless yeah, it's wrong. yeah I thought that one
2: because I was thinking there. I was I thinking I'm going to say Fleetwood anyway. I'm going to say Fleetwood will beat Wigan at some point. You see
0: that? Oh, fair enough. What's that BBC or? Yeah,
1: but I think it's quite recent. They've been called off. Oh, only
0: two recently. Sky Sports are still listing it with prices as if it's on. So it's also oh, got maybe yeah. as well. Is that off as well then? Yeah, I'm, sure oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, because it's Sky Sports and it's not the Premier League, so they don't really give a toss, do they? So,
1: so. I'm sure it is, but we'll, we'll write our predictions down if they are on on Twitter, because it's getting to the hour mark now. And now we've got to go on and do a transfer show, haven't we?
0: Yeah, it shouldn't take me long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't,
2: I, can't, believe I can't believe we didn't mention the, uh, the buy-in sign-in hit on this. Before we well, go...
1: I was over to you, Graham, on that one. I even opened the show with it. But you can give us, you know, you've got a minute to give us your thoughts on your new signing from the
2: Bundesliga. I know nothing about him. Um, but up until, well, I knew nothing about him until this morning. But now I'm pretty convinced he's the best player in League One. So <laughs> definitely a hit. <laughs> Although we That's did cool. one sign Barcelona B's captain who captained Lionel Messi and he was absolutely crap. Got sent up in his debut against Berry in the League Cup. On been, yeah,
1: Double Champions League winner though. This this Geezy of Science.
2: Yeah, I've seen that. They're mad, isn't it? Not be as good as Jan Kirchhoff. He's the best Bayern Munich player that's ever existed. Fair enough. <laughs> right, over to you, Matt, to end the
0: show. No, just a big thank you to everyone. Obviously to Tom and to Graham as always. Love having a chat on a weekly basis. Thank you to everyone who's been watching live. Thank you to everyone who's commented. Uh, The audio will be out either tonight or first thing in the morning, depending on how quick we can get that sorted out. And we will be back next week in our normal Monday night slot of 8pm. But until then, enjoy your week and we shall see you next Monday.